Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill DeMint, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry and talk about the many adventures of owning a small business. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, James. And so another year has come and gone. Happy New Year. And this is the first broadcast, first podcast of the year. Yep. Excited to get back in the studio. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, kind, of, kind of miss it and really excited about today's guest. Yeah, well, I think we have a, a great uh, guest today and a really great topic for all of our small business um, entrepreneurs out there. So I'd like to introduce Dustin Fowler from Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> Dustin. Hey, Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me. All of our, all of our fans love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dustin is a, a sales manager uh, for Sherwin-Williams, who's one of our strategic partners here at Hole in the Wall. Um, so welcome. And why don't you do us a favor? Why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your history with Sherwin-Williams? Sure. So um, I have been with Sherwin-Williams. This will be my uh, 18th year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, going on 19. I forget how old I am sometimes. Uh, so I started when I was 20. I was still in school. Uh, I was a delivery driver. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't want to work at uh, a restaurant and work late hours. And I don't blame you for that. Trying to figure out a way to uh, to survive during college. So I, I found them on the, the college job board. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like to say that I was very smart and strategic on staying with them, but it was just kind of happened. <laughs> um, and it's been a great, uh, great career for me. So I've, uh, I've held every position um, below me, yeah. um, which um, some folks don't. Some folks get to come in out of college and kind of start out. But I got to start out as delivery driver, full-time employee. Um, then I went to assistant manager, ran different stores throughout the country. Um, I've been, uh, I started in North Alabama. Mm. Uh, and then I went to uh, East Tennessee and Knoxville. Uh, then I went to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, then to Dallas, Fort Worth, then to Oklahoma City, and now in sunny Orlando. Man, they bounce you around. Wow. They do. They really have. Wow. They do. But what an opportunity to, to come fresh out of college and land a career path, not just a, a job, but something you could sink your teeth into. It's been a great career. Um, it's been very rewarding. I, I kind of struggled in school trying to determine what I wanted to do. At first, mm. I thought I was going to be a doctor. And mm. I was like, no, that's 12 years of school. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I'd, I can do a lawyer. I might be a lawyer. And so uh, I switched and uh, took my first pre-law class and decided I could not sit in a building reading law uh, paperwork <laughs> all day. Mm. <laughs> um, so then I went as most. And I was like, nah, I'll just get a business degree. Yeah, you know, we'll figure it out from there. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I did that, and it's turned into a, a, an amazing career. I get to do, I get to interact with folks like you guys, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, our customer base is, is great. Um, I get to interact with people in the stores, my employees who are or your reps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still get to do a little training, a little teaching. There's still some clerical piece that I do. There's still paperwork and business plans, but there's so many different facets. I'm never bored. You know, I'm not just sitting in an office every day. And that's something that I really love. Yeah. yeah. So what's the scope of your territory here? Um, I cover, mine is the greater Orlando uh, metro area. So uh, if you were uh, to Lakeland mm-hmm. and then uh, all the way over to Christmas mm-hmm. and then up to Apopka, down to Point Siena. And so how many stores do you estimate are in that 
area that oh, you're covering? Oh, we have 38. 38 stores. 38 stores, um, 36 sales representatives, um, <clears throat> and it's spanning all markets, uh, commercial, residential, hospitality, which is huge here in uh, Orlando. Um, so uh, really the, the, whole, uh, the whole gamut. So you have 36 reps that work underneath you? So I have a counterpart. Okay. And he, so I have 18. He has 18. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot of, it's a lot of direct report as it falls down and it's a, a yeah. lot of moving business, but yeah. um, it's what makes it fun. Yeah. Well, we met you through our rep, Sat mm-hmm. Marie. Shout out Sat Marie. Cause yep. I know you're listening. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. She's a good yeah. rep. Absolutely. We love her. Um, but it, it was kind of fun when we met you. Cause obviously you guys do lots of events. You, we were, I think we we're at, at um, Drive Shack or Top Pro Golf. Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Pro Show. When I met you for the first time. I mean, you've been by a few other times because obviously we're great customers. Absolutely. We have to pat ourselves on the back. Um, so it kind of leads me to what what are some of the key things that you find yourself benefiting? You sell paint. I got it, right? Oh, you need to paint. You go to Sherwin-Williams. That's what anyone thinks about with Sherwin-Williams. They think mm-hmm. about paint. And when I look at our, uh, what we buy from you, the least thing we buy from you is paint. Correct. Right. Cause you guys do so much more. So what are, what are some of the things that you guys offer to your small business people? Um, you know, we have something that can fit any business model. Now, like you said, most people, sure, sure whims, yeah, paint. I think paint. Well, okay. That is kind of our bread and butter. That's well, and it's an important item. Very important. Right. Um, but you know, things from roof coatings, like most people don't realize that we do roof coatings. Wow. Um, silicone roof coatings for commercial applications. Um, you know, we do things for wastewater treatment plants. We do things for nuclear facilities for, I just did some stuff for SpaceX. Oh, so wow. we do a lot of things people don't think about and there's mm-hmm. pain involved, but for small businesses, we have things, you know, we're a very good vendor with 3M. Mm-hmm. We have, we can pretty much offer almost everything 3M has. Yep. So if there's special things you need there, you know, we can get that for you. Yeah. Um, in pro. So like wall protection. Mm. I know it's kind of out of date right now, wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in ebbs and flows with the market. Um, floor coatings. Right. Most people don't think about that. That's still paint, but there's a lot of small business guys you that actually are had a drivers. thing. You guys did a, you guys have an auto division. We do. That, that like, you guys, we had to buy yeah, some automotive some auto, paints. Automotive mm-hmm. touch up stuff once. We yep. do. We have an automotive yeah. division that a lot of people don't know about until mm-hmm. they have to repaint their car. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have uh, a few, uh, trying to remember i think gm is one but we have some major um, yeah major companies that use us well and, and a lot of things that we do through you is the 3m products mm-hmm. i mean obviously all of our safety gear the the what back before covid was n95 masks mm-hmm. and then we went up we went up to respirators and even the, the papr stuff for those big heavy drywall jobs that we do we bought all those through sherwin um but also our plastics mm-hmm. and you guys have your line of plastic sherwin has got your line and then you got 3m's got their line like we buy there's, we have, what, maybe 20 SKUs we buy at right. the most. But it's a ton of plastic because we cover everything. All of our 3M tape because we've just found it's the best tape out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 3M rep was just in here the other day, and we there's even more tape. I didn't even know they even had mm-hmm. that you guys offer. Um, we buy our sanding sponges. Um, we buy all of our texture mud mm-hmm. from you, all of our all of our non-large job texture mud in the, the, the drywall supplies. Yeah. The only thing we really don't buy from you is the actual drywall um, and maybe even like corner bead and some of those right. other things. And we have got vendors for that in town mm-hmm. as well. Well, I so. remember at one point, uh, one of the reps we had from Sherwin-Williams really loved us. He said, I don't care that you don't buy paint because you keep my sundries numbers up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, we, and, and frankly, we, we 
pride ourselves that we do a lot of it on on the app now, um, which I think helps our local store. Because uh, we've been going to that local store. Shout out to Adam. Thank you very much, Adam, mm-hmm. for helping us. Yeah, we transferred uh, to that store in 1995. Mm-hmm. Wow. You may not recognize this, Dustin, but I had a, I've had a, uh, an account with Sherwin Williams since 1993. 93. And that was that Oklahoma City? Uh, would have been out of Ardmore. Ardmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The big city. Yeah. And one of the big other enough. things, <laughs> one of the things that you guys did, I mean, you, you have, Access to some of the best equipment out there, and that's another know. thing people don't think about. It's not, and it's not just paint sprayers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the sanding equipment that some of you guys use that have the the HEPAVAX connected to them. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's uh, sprayers, sanding equipment. You know, drywall, Baker scaffolding, drywall yeah. mud pumps. Mm-hmm. Just a lot yeah. of things people don't think about. So one of, one of my favorite Sherwin stories, and I just told this the other day, so it's fresh on the top of my mind. Is um, we early stages of hole in the wall, we needed to pressure wash a house because we were going to do some exterior painting. We we're going to pressure wash this guy's driveway. We didn't have a pressure washer, and they were like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. And we we're just like, I want this job, but we're not going to win the job without the equipment. And uh, the rep at the time said, Well, I've got we sell pressure washers at Sherwin. I said, Yeah, but I can't afford nine hundred dollars. He says, No, no, no. For small businesses that qualify, like we did. They, you, you guys extended like six months of payments for mm-hmm. it. And so we were able to buy this pressure washer over, over the course yeah. of, mm-hmm. of time. Um, and I don't even know if there was interest at all on that stuff. You guys yeah. just just helped us. Yeah, it was just another one of those baby, baby steps that we had along the way, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And so we were able to do that job. We paid for the, the equipment after that job. Just mm-hmm. you know, So it was, we were very grateful to have that kind of relationship with a vendor like Sherwin-Williams uh, because you guys you – guys, Pull us out of a little bit of a pickle there. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on um, is helping those guys start their business um, and get it going and watch them grow with us. Um, that's something that's very rewarding That as a rep that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We offer things like that that no one else does. No, you know, Most big box stores, it, Home Depot has to use their credit card or their credit department. Mm-hmm. All of ours is internal, and especially for small businesses, you know, we can look at setting up equipment or something to get you in that job, to get you into the field, to get you going. And it's no interest. And, you know, we, we put our own, we have our own credit department. It's not farmed out. It is Sherwin Williams. Right. So we have a little more leniency in there to kind of help people because it's the construction industry. People get into the painting or drywall. Mm -hmm. No one usually walks in with a big cash flow. Yeah. To do yeah. this work, mm-hmm. right? you know, um, no one walks in. I got twenty grand. I'm going to start a paint company. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, they're all they're all operating on a shoestring. No. They're all bootstrapping. Yeah, I got, a, I got a 1978 pickup truck and a paintbrush, mm-hmm. um, which is fun because as we grow, as because we are a small business that started out small that grew into now we're franchising and stuff. There's a there's a benefit to starting the strategic relationship that we've had with vendors like Sherwin Williams early in the game. So you've been able to offer a small business like ours just different perks, and you've helped us grow kind of through the years. Um, and now that we are now franchising and we're just starting to uh, to branch out out of our region, um, what are some of the things that Sherwin can help us do as we move forward in, in that growth in our company? Yeah, great question. Yeah, some of the things that we do there, and, and we have other uh, strategic partners that are franchisees. I mean, mm-hmm. people have heard of Pro who do mostly just painting, So, yep. and we're very involved with Pro. But as you guys get ready, which I think is really exciting, to start franchising into different areas of the country, 
you know, we talked about earlier that the 20 products that you use, well, as you're opening a new franchise and a new franchise owner, you know, you guys have done all the hard work. Well, that stuff carries on, mm-hmm. right? That's yes. on the wall. So here's your 20 stuff. You don't have to go start your new business and try to negotiate pricing. Sure, or or try to up. figure out what 20 items do I need. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we carry that over. Then we also, you start that franchise in, in let's say, Dallas, that franch- franchise owner. Hello, nice to meet you. Here's your store that you're going to work with. They're going to take care of you. They're going to help mm-hmm. you get going. Here's your sales rep. Mm-hmm. Here's your 20 products. Here's your price. Give me some cards. Let's start putting you out in the market. So yeah. I think we can help. And that's like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier, people starting their own business. You're basically starting that business as mm-hmm. a franchise owner in a different city. And let's help them grow. And we get a great discount. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we, I mean, I trust me, I'm, I'm an ops guy. So my, my job is to make sure that we're getting the best prices for everything. And it's important, you know, you guys have always worked with us on prices. And sometimes to me, even if you're not the cheapest, you're definitely the, the most service-oriented company. So I would Absolutely. Even, I've got to pay an extra, you know, couple bucks to get that kind of service. And you deliver. And I, I to this point, I literally, I go online, I make my order, and a day later, beep, beep, the warehouse is now full of nice Sherwin's products because you guys deliver. And you're not charging me for that, mm-hmm. um, which is a great resource uh, for us. And what I love is if we have a bigger job, listen, we're going to do a big job. I need a hundred gallons at this address. You'll deliver to the address mm-hmm. for us. So that's a, that's a, that's a great plus for me. Um, as a franchisee starts in say Dallas and they need a Titan airless, you know, Titan 400 or whatever, because mm-hmm. they're going to, they just did a big ceiling repair. They want to paint that ceiling. This is where the benefit of Sherwin, because you just you have the products, you have the ability to repair the products, you have the ability to service the products, and all the tools and the tips and the filters can all come from you. Plus, you'll help them finance those things as well. So, Correct. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's a it's been a really um, important partnership with us. We have very we have some really good partnerships with people, uh, but we learned um, we learned early, early, early on in the company that it's it's better to really lean into a partnership like Sherwin-Williams. And it is to kind of just always price shop. Listen, we still go to Home Depot. We still go to Lowe's. Because there's things that they sell that you don't sell. Correct. And every day, my guys are there, and they're always trying to steal our our business. They're <laughs> always trying to get us to to buy the bear paint, buy the, you know. And listen, if our customer wants bear paint, we'll go buy bear paint. Mm-hmm. But if we have our choice, we're going to go pick a product that we know. That's right. We, and we trust it because we have that experience trusting the products, I'm sure one. Right. And, you know, I think in one of your earlier podcasts, you know, you guys talked about, you gave off the list of businesses and what, what is their value? And you talked about GE, you talked about Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. you know, why do you go there? Chick-fil-A yeah. What's their, value, what's proposition? their value proposition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think he does what, listen. I know, right? And that's a great podcast. It was. It was great, except one of the value companies wasn't Sherwin-Williams. That's true. So, <laughs> that's why you're here today. We're going to have to go back and edit that in, James. Make a note of that, will you? But um, one of the, the, the values we bring is, you know, you're talking about especially their own pricing, and, and you talked about it in that podcast. People look at you and go, here's what it's going to cost to do the job. And they say, ah, can you do it any cheaper? What can we do? Well, yeah, I can. You may not be happy with the quality. You may not be happy with how it lasts, but yeah. we can, right? So as, as Sharon Williams helping these small business guys, then we can also educate them on, okay, you've got a, a good, better, and best system. Mm-hmm. So you run into that job like, man, can you squeeze a little money out of this? I just can't quite afford it. I can. I can still give you a, a good quality product, but it's not the top that I always use. 
just giving you an option, right. helping you, you know, helping you be able to negotiate that with homeowners and, yeah. and, and other companies. So, um, and we carry more product lines in just paint than any other company in the country. It's kind of shocking sometimes when I look at the book, how many product lines we mm-hmm. have. So we have one of our good friends, uh, Michael Batali from Wild One Day Paint. Um, he was on the podcast uh, a few months back and he's a sure one guy. And I'm in a, I'm in a networking group, BNI with, with him. And we use a lot of the big jobs that we don't want to do anymore. I always just farm out to Michael. The the thing that I learned from him is he's always on the on the cusp of the new cutting edge products that are out there. And I know that you've got some like like emerald and there's mm-hmm. some so it's kind of naturally low VOCs. It's mm-hmm. kind of naturally uh, well not naturally you guys do it, but but he starts talking about you know mold and uh, mildew resistant, and he's mm-hmm. talking about you know there are some products you guys offer that I'm not even sure even as business owners we even know. Mm-hmm. What are some of the new things that have come out that have excited you that you guys can do for paint? Um, so one of the newest ones that, that's especially for this uh, market that's been amazing is it's a product called Loxon Self Cleaning. It literally cleans the building when it rains. Really? Yeah. So you it's an elastomeric product. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put it on. And uh, get it almost any color, comes in a flat or a satin. And, you know, here in Florida, people like the nice white buildings, and, mm-hmm. and but yet they get everything on them. You put this product on, when it rains, it literally releases the dirt particles. Oh, that's and washes amazing. Off. Really? Even yeah. like on a stucco style building? <laughs> Correct. Wow. So that's a really cool innovation yeah. that, that yeah. We've, we've been working on, and we... We tested it and developed it here uh, in Florida before we developed it and just sent it oh, out to wow. the rest of the That's country. Interesting. So um, Florida has some very harsh conditions sometimes that we get a lot of fun testing. You need salt water air on the coast. Mm. You get high humidity in the center here in Orlando. Yeah, very intense sunshine. Very intense mm. sun. So we do a lot of colorant testing here in Florida. We have a testing farm. You know, we have um, the plant right over here on Sand Lake. Yeah, yeah I've toured that actually. You gotta, so I got to get you guys back out there. It's thirty yeah. percent larger. Really? It is right. the, I would oh, love to do I, I that. Go. It's yeah, all no, automated. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's an adventure. It's really fun. Oh, I can't wait. And um, it, it, it's automated. It, it almost reminds me now of a, a car manufacturer. When you go in there, there's robots and things right. going on. And like, right here. Yeah, right yeah. here yeah. in wow. San mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we expanded it. The expansion was completed late, late, late last year, mm. November October. Oh, yeah, so just. And I did the first plant tour um, third week of December. Really? To see everything new and, and, yep. and kind of go through it. And, and you know, you've got operations plant guys giving mm-hmm. tours to guys who use paint, and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't all right. see the same right. things, right? Yep. So we, we did the tour, and it's like, hey, let's talk about this. This is what's going to be important to our customers. This is where the value is in seeing this tour. Let's talk mm-hmm. about why this makes us better. How do we – how do we – um, improve our touch-up, mm. right? You know, big word, touch-up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we improve that? How are we consistent? What does our raw materials look like? You know, now we're we're on rail, we're on trucks. Um, you know, they're putting in a a solar farm at that plant to almost oh, is make that it right? neutral. Really, it's it's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, infrastructure uh, going on in Sherwin Williams right now, and it is the largest manufacturing uh, plant for Sherwin Williams in the country. So, do they primarily? Uh, manufacture product for local use, or do you guys do they ship that uh, elsewhere? They do ship some. Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes we get up, but you know, our next closest plant is uh, in Beaufort, Georgia. It's oh, in okay. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh. So we've strategically put plants and warehouses to where we don't have to travel. We have one in Reno, right? We have one out in Seattle. Mm. Uh, there's two in Texas, mm-hmm. um, Florida. 
uh, here at Sand Lake manufactures mostly for the state because we're unique where we work 365 days a year. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I, I remember back during the um, height of the COVID, there was a shortage of product mm-hmm. uh, in the painting industry. I and I'm just, just I'm curious uh, how, how that has that resolved itself? And if so, what happened? Yeah. How did it happen? So <clears throat> it starts out as we had that big freeze that hits Texas. Yes. And so one of our raw material suppliers is there in one of our plants. And Texas is not supposed to get to negative 20 on the south coast of Texas. Right. Pipes break, things cut loose, people can't manufacture. So that swallows that piece up there. Then you have a hurricane. Yeah. And then we had COVID, which a lot of those complicated everything, didn't it? A lot of those raw materials come from Korea, Mm. China that are being mined out there. You know, titanium Mm -hmm. is a big uh, ingredient in paint. so now we started having resin issues because those companies are shutting down and they're not create they're not creating resins, and then it became a bidding war for what resins were available. Okay, um, and where we were bringing in container ships of of uh, raw materials, we started having to fly it in. Mm. Wow. So can you oh imagine the word. cost difference oh, yeah. and the the amount you're able to put your hands on? Oh my goodness! It got so bad. And if you can remember back, you know they showed like the port of, of Los Angeles. You know all those container ships just yes. hanging out in the yeah. ocean. You know our stuff's out there. We don't know when it's getting in. Wow! Mm. So we we actually started flying in raw materials to try to keep up um, with some of the stuff. And then we went in and we reformulated. We tried to find things that were alike mm-hmm. um, to try to uh, use the raw materials to the best of our advantage. Um, but on the plant tour, that's one of the fun things is they, they address that. And, uh, they said that, uh, you know, every day was an adventure because they would wake up and come to work and say, okay, we had planned to make X, Y, Z product today. What showed up? Mm. And then they just had to look at what raw material showed up and then they mm. go, well, we can shift and this is what we can make today. Wow. Yeah. So, um, one of our biggest, um, one of our biggest sayings that we had during the time is, we may not have exactly what you want, but we have what you need. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, you know, it, it may not have been master hide, right? Yeah, but we got some painters. And you know what? We we mm-hmm. experienced that, mm-hmm. you know, from our foxhole here mm-hmm. locally in Orlando, yeah. because um, our reps would say they'd literally call and they go, "We got a pallet." Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was like, right, I've got the last hundred <laughs> gallons. Of We're like, hide bring flat it right in, over in the please. state. Do you yeah. want it? And like. Uh, I'll take it all. Thank you very much. And and it was just the the perfect storm. You know, Nineteen years with the Sherwin Williams Paint Company. I never thought I wouldn't have paint to sell. Right. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really something. So uh, we, we we couldn't find primer. <laughs> you know, oil based primer was the what? What's that? The Alkid resin was one of the hardest hit resins. Mm-hmm. Still on the the on the P and M side. Um, mm-hmm. Wastewater facilities, stuff that take really heavy duty corrosive materials are still we're still a little struggle in there to get those raw materials. Um, but what I'm, I'm proud that Sharon Williams did is we saw what, what we had, the, the thousand year storm hits mm-hmm. with COVID and then, uh, you know, the storms that hit supply chain, all this stuff kind of bundles itself together. And then on top of that, the year of COVID before so much work had stopped or been put on hold. So now you've got this massive backlog of work, mm-hmm. especially in commercial new residential multifamily that now they're pouring the money in to get it done and you can't get any paint to paint it. Wow. Mm. 
you know, there was, there was times and, and it wasn't pain. I know you guys probably saw it really on in, in drywall board as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, we absolutely did. But, uh, there were times where uh, I would have meetings with, with, uh, Pulte, um, one of the largest home manufacturers in the country. I think they did 3,600 homes in Orlando last year. Yeah. And how are things going? Mm-hmm. We've got some paint. They're like, that's awesome. But I've got 40 homes completed with no HVAC. <sighs> so I can't close them. Wow. I can't turn them over. They're just sitting. Wow. So I mean, just things you, most people, you know, mm-hmm. garage doors. Really? Garage doors were a huge problem for a while. It was aluminum. Mm-hmm. Oh. Windows. Huge problem for a while. They'd wall out a house having no windows. Wow. Mm. So it was across the board. Um, uh, you know, all companies had, had issues. Just that whole tornado of ingredients there that just kind of c- cagged up the system. But sure, Wims saw it. They analyzed it. We looked at it. It was like, you know what? We can't be just so reliant on this anymore. So we still have the uh, raw materials plant in Texas. We went and bought a raw materials company. So now we have one on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Interesting. Oh, really? So we, we in, in hard times, there's money to be made. Yeah, right? yeah. sure. Most people don't think about that. Mm-hmm. But when things were hard, we didn't have a whole lot of product um, because of the raw material shortage, had code issues. We invested a lot of money in ourselves, in infrastructure. Yeah. We built Sand Lake. We expanded that plant by 30%. Mm-hmm. We bought a raw materials company. We started doing things to prepare for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Right. Um, so that... Um, from our leadership, I was very proud that they they yeah. attacked it that way. They didn't just pack up and, and hold on. They they went and attacked the problem. So I thought that was great. So are these are the are the problems of the shortages and the choke points? Are they largely passed now? We are getting. We are at ninety eight percent. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it's <clears throat> the way I explain it when when other customers ask is, you know, if you started on your own one yard line on the football field. We are down to the two yard line at the other end, and that's okay. the last, the wow. hardest two yards to get, mm-hmm. right? So we're, we're, there's still some specialty things that we haven't. You know, I was talking about the P and L market. You know, we're still um, working on some stuff there, but it's gotten a lot better, and I'm very happy for that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I think we're we're very grateful um, for all the work you guys have done on the back end. A lot of times we just don't know how things are made, right? Mm-hmm. And so we only see, ah, oh, we don't got paint. You know, we're yeah. we're pouting over here. But the reality is you guys are conquering world's problems, yeah. you know, one strategic choice at a time. Um, so so we've met before. We've talked a little bit. And um, the more we talk, uh, to segue out of Sherwin just a little bit, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by the, the, the man. Yeah, we, uh, we picked up on he's, he's a lot more than just Sherwin-Williams the last time we got together. Obviously, you've moved all over the country for Sherwin, but mm-hmm. you've got some other, other travels. I'm curious about those. I do. So, um, you know, I, I met a gentleman when I lived in Texas. and uh, he, Great guy. Um, and we were sitting down one day, and he says, uh, you know, i got an opportunity. This, uh, these people have contacted me. He's like, i got an opportunity to sell coffee. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And uh, he said, ah, but I just don't know how to do it. He said, I, I'm a construction guy. Like, I, I do construction. I don't, I'm not a salesman. Like, I don't really sell things. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Said, what do you mean by selling? Well, I'm, and he's from Honduras. And he said, you know, well, I'm from Honduras. And I know these people. And I grew up in the, the coffee producing area. And they're looking and trying to figure out a way to do it. And I said, okay, that's interesting. I thought, eh. Well, how about I do it? And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, what? I was like, I don't know. It's interesting. I was like, 
I'd look into it. What do you think? And I was like, everybody can always have some some side business that they invest in or, or mm-hmm. something they've got going on. And he said, sir, man, he goes, really? You, you, you would you'd want to look into it? I was like, yeah. I said, but I want to see it. He said, well, I can get you some pictures. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's buy a plane ticket. We're going to Honduras. Take he's like, Honduras. Yeah. yeah, that's there you go. Bro. And he's like, really? You'll you'll go? You're not afraid? And I was like, no, oh, dude, I'm not afraid. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You're 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 from there. Like you speak Spanish. We're good, man. You got the giant gringo. We'll go. <laughs> and uh, so we hop on a plane, and we and, you know, a couple about a month later, we hop on a plane, and we go to Honduras, and um, uh, I spent maybe ten days there the first time, mm-hmm. and I toured the plantations, and I met with the producers, and. Uh, met with uh, the the companies that are doing it there now. I met with some exporters. I really had a, a whirlwind trip when I was there. And I came back home and I sat down and talked to my wife. And I said, you know, this could be something. It's going to take a little, little bit of work. And, and lucky for me, um, uh, I have a great partner in crime, my wife. And uh, she is a research and development food scientist. She works for the FDA. So oh, wow. I have oh, like somebody nice. on the back page there that understands what that sure. would look like. and. Uh-huh. So uh, I was like, yeah, and she she's a consultant. She works from home. I said, like, no, this is going to be probably a little work for you, a little more work, and I can help. I said, like, you know, I, I I work for Sherwin. I'm busy all the time. I can't be doing this. This is really going to be something I want to set up and and just let you kind of work it from the house. And she's like, yeah, no problem. So we started, I called the guy, and I said, now let's do this. Let's get into this. So we uh, we did. We <laughs> we formulated a set up a little LLC, and we started getting ready. Um, get got my packages designed. I got everything ready to go. COVID. Oh wow. Oh yeah. So we were getting ready to put it on Amazon and bring it in, get everything going. COVID hits. The cost to ship it went astronomically through the roof. Yep. Wow. And I just looked at it and I, th- I said, at this point, we're an unknown brand. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knows us. I'm gonna smash it out here on Amazon. And it's going to be like a $20 bag of coffee. And right. who in the world is going to tr- just right. take a flyer on a $20 one-pound bag of coffee from nobody they know? Right. It's not commodity coffee. It's very high-end, highly scored coffee. It's great coffee. It's grown at very high altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee kind of grows like grapes. You almost got to starve it a little bit. So it grows in shade, high altitude there in the rainforest in Honduras. And uh, so by the time it's picked and processed, we get everything done and get it in the bag, and it's 20 bucks, And I'm like, God. It's just going to do it. And I said, well, look, we know we're just going to pause here. We know what we have. And uh, when COVID lifts and things kind of return to normal, we're just going to put the plan back into place. Mm-hmm. It's cost us nothing. We just spend a little money to get everything set up. And that's where we'll go. So as we're going through COVID, the, the same guy calls me as my partner and goes, hey, I know the, the coffee thing was kind of what we started on. He said, but uh, I got another idea. I got something else. I said, All right, what do you got? And he says, vegetables i'm like okay <laughs> and he says my you know my, my brother-in-law has been working for a, a co-op uh in honduras who lives in honduras for years he said and uh we've got a little land he said i really think vegetables could be big for us i'm saying okay i said well tell him put a put a plan together show me a business plan show me what this looks like now i grew up uh on a farm Mm-hmm. As a kid, so n- nothing new to me. Uh, farming wasn't. My grandparents were farmers, um, so um, my family came to the United States in like 1750. Wow! Moved to Central Tennessee, and then nobody left for like 200 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. they were, you know, they were just farmers forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so we're, we're talking about it and this and that. And I'm like, okay, they give me a little business plan, this and that. And I went, okay, let's buy some plane tickets back to Honduras. I go, so I scout it for myself. I look at it. I meet with some companies. How are we going to go to market? How does it get to market? What does it look like? What does it cost? Vegetables. So he was right. And so now, um, I've just got back. I went late December, uh, another 10 days uh, to Honduras, took my wife for the first time. And, uh, we, uh, went through end of year business planning and looked at our projections. We planned for next year, put a plan together where we're going. Um, you know, we, we sold 500,000 pounds of vegetables last year in year two. So is it that you're importing them into the U S or you're just selling domestically in Honduras or domestically in Honduras? Um, So Honduras is set as a, um, a a hunger hotspot right now. There's just not enough food. Mm. Um, and, and one of the things in, and going to Honduras, I've really, it's become my second home. I I love it there. The people are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a different Apparently you identify with the farming as well. Yeah. Yeah. It just fits. Um, and so the vegetable thing kind of started going and now we're looking at, we've got to expand. We got to get a truck. We need some more land. We're going to apply for some, uh, grants through the world bank. Okay. And we're talking and, uh, and we're talking, what's this look like? What's it going to cost us? You know, where do we want to go? We really want to push this thing to grow. And uh, we sit down and do some numbers, and it's about 60 grand. Mm. Really is what it's going to take. I mean, it's really infrastructure. I'm buying land, uh, trucks to transport, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, 60 grand, that's a lot. And so I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it, and where am I going to get it? Am I going to take a loan out in the U.S.? What am I going to do? Am I going to break the bank on my 401K? Mm. And... I don't know, two or three weeks into that, my uh, grandmother passed away. And she was my last um, grandparent. Farmers their whole lives. Seventh grade educations, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she passes, and we put everything together, and we break it apart. It's done. Um, <clears throat> I was executive of the trust, so it's all done. And I, I separate, and I've got uh, two brothers and a sister. And uh, when it's all said and done, yeah, I've got like 70 grand in here. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so I was like, this is, I miss my grandmother deeply. She lived next to me my entire life as I was at home. And if we moved, they sold their house and bought a house down the street. Like it wow. was, they were my second parents. They're right. Great people. Um, and so I, got it. I looked at the numbers and I saw what I had and I went, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, what a great legacy. She's farmers. Yeah. And she's now able to take... And even in her death, she's able to feed a nation that's yes. starving. So I took the money from a fam- farming family and started a farming family. I love that. I love, I love that. that connection. So awesome. that's, it's very personal to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. So um, <laughs> so we get going, right? We get, we get the money in. We get the infrastructure. We start going. Um, and then it's a, uh, a process called Comruel there, and where Honduras works with the World Bank, and they come out and they look at your project. You value it. You send in a business plan. And then they'll tell you, okay, we'll give you. We asked for, I believe it was six million limpira, which is about eighty k. Do or do or take right now on the currency exchange. So, this is what we asked for. They come back to us and go, okay, we'll we'll do it. You win. You're the first first ones we're gonna do. You had the best business plan in the country, mm. and and food is a hot topic there. So here we go. This is what we're gonna do. So we. We um we we were awarded the Comrel, 
uh, 70% of it was a grant. So mm. we, oh, wow. we took the 30% from a local bank to help. Again, it's putting back in yes. there, right? So that's one thing we need to do that. Um, <clears throat> we were awarded, and uh, man, I like to say the rest is history, but we have just, I've now, I've got tech, I've got four technicians. I have me, myself, my partner, the operations guy on the ground. Yeah. Um, I have a lady that does strictly grant writing for me and my finances. Um, we're probably about to 40 employees now. Oh, wow. Very um, impressive. And one of my big things that I love about this is not only do I have direct employees, but we are improving the community because we work through a producership. Mm-hmm. So those folks there that have their own land, you know, they can, we will come in. And so I have the seed rights, the fertilizer rights for the region. So, and, uh, you know, like a lot of the hydro- hydroponic pieces and, and greenhouses. So I can go to their land. Hey, you know, if you want to be a producer for us, that's great. Here's what we'll do. I'll come in. I'll give you the fertilizer. I'll give you the seeds. We'll send our technicians out to show you how to set it up, to show you how we can do it the right way, to get it, to keep you going year after year after year. And then the first year after we harvest and we, we come get it, we take it to the, to the market to sell, mm-hmm. you get the money. We'll split it with you the first year, 60-40, to recoup all our cost. And then it goes the other way. Then it right. goes 60% them, 40% us. Wow. And that's a yearly income. So a lot of you know these folks in Honduras, they pick coffee for a living. Mm-hmm. And coffee is harder to get than gold. It's all done by hand. Mm-hmm. There's no machines picking mm-hmm. coffee. Oh. And you have to pick it three times, you know, depending on the ripeness and, and those things. So... Um, but they only get three years or three months of the year of employment. And then the rest of the year, you know, it's, it's very poor. Right. So we can go to these producers and say, Hey, we can put you into, um, into, into a producership and do a co-op with us. We'll help you start growing. And as you start to grow on your own land, which you own, it costs you nothing. We come out and help you. But now you'll start to cycle your crops. So you'll plant one, then you'll wait a little bit. You'll plant another one, you wait a little bit, you'll plant another one. Now you've got yearly income, right? And a little sweat equity in there is you're you're maintaining it, you're right. keeping it, and we're helping you do that. And we have Honduras Pro Shows. We we bring oh, yeah. them in, and we bring in our vendors in Honduras. Sure, and they talk about the newest seeds and the new pesticides, and what can we do, and what are we seeing in the market, and you know we're continuing to educate those people as well. Right. So how many how many farmers do you have in your program now? Eighty six. Eighty six farmers. Wow. That's quite the side hustle there, Dustin. <laughs> that is a great story. And that, who knew? It's amazing. And so we, you know, we sat down and we had our, our meeting. We talked about, and um, they always give me a hard time because I'll, I'll come down and I talk and let's see, whatever you say in this meeting every year, when we have one, when we have our planning meetings, like whatever you say happens. I was like, well, that's it's because I see where we're going and we're working hard for it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not magic. So we go this time and we sit down and we talk and we go through everything. Everything's looking great and we're getting ready to really start moving forward. And uh, they said, okay, so what's, what's the five year? Like, what, what do you, what do you want in five years? So I had a presentation put together and I showed it to them and I really wanted to get uh, to start to get recognized and start working with the UN as an emergency food producer. Um, so what that does is the UN partners with um, the world bank, so when they see catastrophes, like Honduras got hit by three really bad hurricanes yeah. last year, mm-hmm. just no food was made. So they're just, they're starving. And a lot of times, you know, those, those folks don't have insurance or money in the bank. If they lose that crop, they're gone. They're out. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> I wanted to work with them because that brings in money from 
the UN, Mall yeah. of the World, um, to to help some of these people out. So I said, I want to get affiliated with the UN. I want to be involved with this. It what we're doing is we're feeding people, and we're helping, and we're doing these things. I said, and they would just give us more power to do so. I'm currently working with Cisal, which is a Spanish corporation that kind of does the same thing that works with the World Bank. So they're like, okay, that's that's amazing, and that would be great. You know, that would put us here. We could do that, and do this. And I'm also working with the United States Agricultural Department. Um, I just received a grant from them that they're going to pay um, all of my employees for a year. Oh, really? terrific. Yeah. Wow. So that we can take what we were paying our employees and put it in the ground. And Back plant. into the program. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was heaven sent. That was huge um, on the budget, That's not fabulous. having to pay anybody. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. <laughs> so I uh, had the conversation, and it goes well, and we – and we talk about it, and they're like, that's great. We'll work towards that. We're, we're going to start converting our business plans because um, sometimes grants, will they'll only take them in English or only take them in Spanish. They won't take them in Spanish. So mm-hmm. we've got somebody converting stuff and get ready to do all that. I get back, and three days later after I get back, my partner calls me. He says, you're not going to believe this. I said, why? And he said, I just got a phone call um, from a lady that we've been working with that does uh, international ag financing. And uh, I said, yeah. He said, she calls me and she says, well, I think you guys are, I can't wait. We're going to be working together. It's going to be awesome. And in my mind, I'm like, what has he done? We have not taken out any loans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what has he done and what uh, is he getting ready to tell me? And I said, what do you mean, dude? We, we haven't taken out any finance loans. Like we're, we're just, you know, paying as we go right now. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I didn't get it either. I didn't understand. He's like, well, tell me what you mean. She says, well, in December when they updated the UN um, hotspots and food hunger, uh, Honduras rose again. So the UN contacted this financing company and said, we've got to get somebody going down there. And she said, oh, yeah, here's their business plan. Call them. Wow. So my five-year plan of getting connected to the UN has happened in about two weeks. Oh, my goodness. So we're, we're slowly moving that direction. Um, and that, that made it even – so that made it even, me even more magical, right? Because mm-hmm. I said, in five years, sure. this is what we're going to do. Oh, I'll leave yeah. three days later. Right. Like, guess who's coming to see us? The UN. Right. So um, it's been an exciting, fun, and fulfilling um, ride. Yeah, I, I can really imagine that. Well, I'm glad we got you on the podcast before you got full-time farmer. In the, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that'll ever happen, um, but, you know, we... I've I'm, I'm not taking a dime. You know, we we keep putting it in, yeah. keep putting it in, keep growing food. Um, you know, we're we're doing a little bit of. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a couple friends that are doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to line them up to go down. Healthcare's tough there. Yeah, um, medicine's tough. Facilities are tough. So we're still trying to give back. And you know, COVID hit them during uh, uh, during COVID. There, you you could only go to the market once a week. And it had to be an outdoor market. Supermarkets were closed. Mm. So you had to go to like your city and they had set up outdoor farmers markets. And depending on the, the last number of your social security number, that meant you could be out that day, but you could only be out for six hours. Wow. So it was very tough. So supermarkets close. Mm-hmm. Supermarkets close. City shut down. Nobody's working, right? right? So my partner calls me and says, dude, we can't go to the market. Can't take it to the supermarket. I said, that's, I get it. It's, it's sad. I get it. But we can, we can work our local market here. He said, yeah, we can go to the local market. I said, you know, that's great, but my plants don't know that the market's closed. They're going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. They're going to make vegetables, and they're only good for a finite amount of time. Right. Mm-hmm. 
He said, yeah, I get it. I said, take it to the market, give it away. We're not selling this. These people can't go to work. They can't go to the supermarkets. Don't let it rot. That was my push. Don't let yeah. it rot. Right. So if restaurants that could still be open, and we have a supply to restaurant chains and hotels, mm-hmm. so if any of those want to buy, sell it to them. Right. I said, but when you go to the local market, you take what we have, you don't let it rot, and you give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we did, and it, it paid us dividends. You know, it, it financially, it, it set us back a little bit, but it paid dividends. So, you know, um, anything comes up there in that town or anything happens or we ever need anything, man, everybody there is first to just line up and say, hey, whatever you need. Yeah, you've really, you, right? you've really established yeah. goodwill with them. So are you still doing coffee? I mean, so coffee is, um, I have, it's the best part. I have coffee on, I just, we just recently closed up 40 acres down there and I have coffee on that 40 acres. I'm going to cut it down mm-hmm. to put up greenhouses. So. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> nice. So yeah, coffee one day will be something we'll dabble back into. Yeah. But this has been, this has been so much more fulfilling and yeah. what what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they... They sat in, in one of those Comrella meetings and they talked about the money coming to the country. Number one exports coffee. Yeah. And the people said, yeah, glad we got all this grant and for these people to come in and, and keep their coffee going. But guys, we need food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need food. And yeah. we we're sitting at the end of the table, raising our hands. Like, That's what we do. Wow. We do food. So it's been really good. Um, I love it. Like I said, we've got, got a couple box trucks now and I've got. I've got cattle on the farm. I've got we're we're bringing embryos in from Texas. Mm. You know, eighty percent of the beef in Honduras is imported. Hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. A lot of the stuff you think there, you would think you get there and it's all imported. There's nothing oh. manufactured there, like local goods, cheese, things like that. It's all imported. So it's wow. very weird. No idea wow. how that would work that way. And of course, if it's all imported, it's an elevated cost. Sure. Mm-hmm. Versus what it could be here. So, you yeah. know, we're we're doing like uh I think we're up to 20 liters a day in milk because we got a dairy farm on there and mm-hmm. we're turning that into cheese and we can't, we can't make it fast enough because right. mm-hmm. we can sell it at a much lower price to people who can buy it right? Mm-hmm. and just can't get enough of it. So it's, it's going the right direction. It's, um, it's been painful. It's still going to be painful, but it's a, it's almost a labor of love, right? I love it. Mm-hmm. I just, sure. yeah, that, just that's coming through. It. Yeah. 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 It's sure, a shame sure. you don't have any enthusiasm for this. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, that's a fascinating story. We are super impressed with you. Obviously, we love Sherwin. Um, we we, we uh, have a mad respect for you, what you're doing. I love the. I mean, listen, I'm, a, I'm from a missionary family. Yeah, uh, he's from a from a missions family. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Bill's father was a, a pastor, so it's in our heart to give back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love connecting with quality people that are doing that. So thank you for telling that story. We're super excited to see where kind of where it goes. <laughs> I love to have you back on down the road to kind of give us another update on that. Absolutely. Um, so. If someone needed to get a hold of you, um, what's the best way if you wanted to get some info? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my email is going to be the best way to get a hold of me, and it is Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N, dot T is in Tom, dot Fowler, F-O-W-L-E-R, at Sherwin.com. Easy enough. Easy enough. Well, excellent. Well, thank you very much, Dustin, for being here. We are so glad you're yeah, on you. the podcast with yeah, us. Thanks so much for coming in today. Mm-hmm. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Whole New Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group and keep the conversation going. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to start a Whole New Wall franchise, go to holeinthewallfranchising.com. <laughs>